All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for today, all the way from beautiful Los Angeles, California, James Harris. James, it's an honor and a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. It's great to be on the podcast amongst many of these wonderful titans and hopefully uh, we're going to have some fun today. I have no doubt and I can't wait. I know everybody's super excited about this episode. So James, I want to dive right into the series of questions for everybody out there to really get to know you as a man, as a professional and all the way through and through. So let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, in my household, they call me a man boy. That's my <laughs> two daughters. They refuse to accept I'm a man oh. so thank you for acknowledging such a thing. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm born and raised in London, uh, single mother, uh, lived in London through the age of 21, had a very interesting childhood to say the least. I was okay. a, a very naughty young man at the time. <laughs> and School, I like to say, wasn't for me. Um, I was actually expelled from eight schools. Get out of here, um, James. Which a lot of people have a hard time believing, but the reality is school wasn't for me. I wasn't academic. I didn't thrive off the focus of uh, studying math or English or history or geography or whatever it might be, but I had a thrive to work. Um, I had a thrive to make money. I had a passion for real estate at a very young age. My mother is an interior designer. Okay. So I spent a lot of my childhood moving homes because my mum would do them up and then sell them and we'd move to the next and the next and the next. And then I started to think about my career mm-hmm. at the legal age of leaving school, which was 16. Okay. And that was when I decided I wanted to get into real estate. and. At that time, I had no resume. Hmm. And so I had my mother take a photo of me in a payphone box in London with a (laughs) a blazer and sweatpants down below. And it was raining and I had an umbrella over me in the morning and they snapped a photo of me. And I took a real estate directory in London. I highlighted all the companies I wanted to work for and I pounded the pavement. And the first one I walked into, I said, can I please speak to the boss of the company? And he said, that's me. And he interviewed me on the spot, Hmm. hired me. And that was where my real estate career started at the age of 16 years old. Unbelievable. It's been a crazy journey. I started in the mailroom. I was swiping letters through the machine. I would get coffees, I would open up houses, close houses down. One thing led to another and I did residential real estate for two years. Then I moved into commercial for two and a half years. And Mm. after five years of working, I decided I wanted to travel. Okay. So that is when I moved stateside and came to Los Angeles. And that's where everything begun here in, in LA. Unbelievable. So obviously going through your process of your story and it's super compelling to really see and hear that progression through your life and the changes that you had made to to move stateside and, and really grow from there. So what was it like when you moved? I mean, it, it's a different culture. I mean, it really, really is. I lived in uh, just outside of Bristol, a little town called Colbert Heath uh, for three years of my life. So, you know, being in England and then being stateside, it is different, but not at the same time. Right. 
Uh, well, so what... Funnily enough, I went to boarding school in Bristol. Oh, get uh, out of here. So I'm very familiar with it. But look, moving, moving to the other side of the world as a young man can be very daunting. I mean, you guys drive on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> right? yeah. Hey, um, I'll agree with you all day, James. I'm good. I, I had a dream, you know, and I think this is so important for so many people. I think mm. people have dreams, aspirations, goals, and they never actually go for them because right. fear gets in the way. Mm. And certainly at 21, five years into my career, very comfortable in London life, actually doing very well for somebody in my age. Right. But when you have a dream and a goal and something you want to achieve, unless you take the first step and break through that barrier and break through that fear and actually take a hold of it and mm. make it happen, how can you ever make dreams come true if you don't take that first leap of faith? Well said. So it was scary at the time. But again, when I moved here, I came for three months. Mm. My father actually lived in the US at the time. And the second I got here, I fell madly in love. Mm. And I loved the lifestyle. I loved the American people. Um, and again, I had a dream and it was during the recession actually. So I didn't get into real estate immediately because the economy was going through a hard time during the 08 recession. I actually hmm. got into real estate after the recession started okay. coming out. And that was when David and I said, we have to set up our business hmm. and we'll get into that later. But that, that was a crazy journey. Okay. Uh, unreal. And again, going through that process, it, it didn't happen overnight. And I, I love the fact that you added the fact of really overcoming those fears and really taking the action upon it because everybody can have a dream. Everybody can have a desire, but very few take the time to do the work. And, and it, again, you're, you're an epitome of really taking it and bringing it to the highest of highs. And again, so many other Titans that are featured on this particular series is just really the perspective of life and growth. So James, when it comes to that and talking about your business to today, so from that standpoint to where you are today, what was that path like? And just give everybody a little background on that. You know, that is, such a longer conversation. Okay. You know? okay. No, no, no. And, I, and I'm happy to answer it. I believe that in business, in life, success breeds success. You have mm. to hang around good people that are going to help you grow. And I always knew that. And when we went from having no business to setting up a business, mm. we had to decide where we wanted to be in our business. And like I've always said to, to anyone that's crossed my path that's getting into real estate, whether you're closing a $500,000 deal, a $5 million deal, or a $50 million deal, the mechanics actually remain the same. The only thing that changes is the paycheck. Wow. But people let fear get in the way of them. And the reason that I say that is when we set up our business, we decided we want to target the high-end real estate market okay. right out of the gate. Love it. And so many people said, you've got to start below, you've got to start at the bottom, you've got to work your way up. And we figured to ourselves, actually, no, you don't. <laughs> Go for it. Set your goals, set your dream. And that's exactly what we did. If I can door knock a million dollar house, why can't I door knock a $20 million house? Right. There might be a gate. There's still a doorbell. Ring the doorbell. Someone's still going to answer the phone. And it's all about how you see yourself. And if you have a confidence with yourself and you carry yourself in a way that people want to be a part of that, your energy becomes contagious and you can go for it and sky's the limit. You don't have to mm. let anything hold you back. And so we went for the high end wow. from day one. We started door knocking. Our first mm. deal was done from a door knock. 
which was a six and a half million dollar teardown. Hmm. And that house is going to be finished in two months. And that's a $40 million listing today. Wow. And so, you know, I would always tell people, never let there be a ceiling to your success Hmm. and never let, no matter what business you're in, in any, any element of sales, go for it here and, and don't let fear hold you down here. I love that. And again, tr- truly touching the hearts and minds of all the, the viewers and listeners of this, this particular series. And everybody really wants to, to gravitate towards that. And I want to I go into the next question here, James, because I think this is going to deeper into you as a man and a professional in a slightly different window that maybe other people won't have. So the next question is the why, right? What motivates you? What drives you and excites you every day getting out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? What's your why? The, the why is a Great question. The why for me 10 years ago versus today has very much changed. Love it. Why for me 10 years ago was just being successful, mm-hmm. giving back, being to, to being in a position where I can be the best version of myself. Okay. Right? At school, I couldn't be the best version of myself because it wasn't something that got me excited. Hmm. Getting up every day and going to work and being able to create my own success is my why today because the drive that i have to succeed is very important a you have to have the drive but b i believe in healthy competition right so many people are afraid of competition whereas for me i like to be and surround myself around successful people not just financially, but from the inside out, because if I'm around successful people, they're going to elevate my life and bring it up and up and up. The why for me today is family. It's children. It's Mm. making sure that no matter what I do in my life today, my children will never have to worry. And everything I do in my business and my daily life today is how I can grow spiritually, how I can grow mentally, how I can grow in my business, how I can give back. And ultimately, it all comes down to just being in a position where my children never have to worry, my family never have to worry, and we continue growing together as a family. But James, I think that's fantastic. And again, you touched on so many different notes for surrounding yourself with greatness and elevating everybody in your life and focusing on your family and giving back to communities and charities and really being the best version of yourself. And, yeah. and in that, it's, it's, it's completely selfless because the better version of yourself you're becoming and continue to, the more you're able to service everyone around you. And, right. and that to me is, is one of the greatest whys when it comes down to it. So I'm glad everybody's able to hear this straight from the man himself, which is fantastic. Now, James, I do want to go um, into the next portion of this. Now, this is actually a crowd pleaser for the particular series. Everybody wants to learn from the Titans. They want to understand how they've grown and scaled their business in certain facets. So if you could look back at your career thus far, James, and yeah. pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next what's that look like for you that's a great question and the first thing i will say in business whether it's a real estate business or anything relative to sales Mm. is consistency if you're not willing to be consistent in your business and the way that you conduct your brand and your business you might as well not do it in the first place. And if I'm talking real estate specific, Mm -hmm. if you decide that you want to farm a specific area and you're going to door knock it, if you're going to door knock a specific area once and be done, don't bother. 
if you're going to door knock it every single week and make yourself posed out two, three, four times a week, or you're going to send a newsletter once, do it every single week. Be consistent. Get in front of people, whether it's social media. If you're utilizing social media, be consistent in what you do social media. If you're going to do a podcast, get to 159 episodes, be consistent <laughs> in doing so. And I think that goes across the board in any business. Remain consistent and be true to who you are in being consistent. And I would say the second is branding. Okay. You know, we decided very early on that our brand was everything. Our brand is who we are. And so many people ask, how did you do it? And the truth is the way we did it might be very different to the way you do it. Sure. But I think each individual needs to identify who they are, what they're about, what separates them from everybody else, what is their unique selling point, and then create your brand around that and remain consistent that you're in people's face over and over again so that they want to be a part of what you have to offer. So consistency and branding are the two main things I would say. Wow, James, I mean, those are true gold nuggets when it comes down to it. And from an absolute professional, one of the best and brightest minds in the world of real estate. So that, that means a lot coming from you, my friend. I, when you talk about branding, I want to dig a little deeper on that one portion. So, cause we didn't address it yet, but why Bond Street partners? Well, oh, that's what, a great that yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so Bond Street firstly is an iconic neighborhood in London. Mm -hmm. uh, the most expensive real estate, some of the most expensive real estate in the world. Mm. And Bond Street Partners was something we came up with very early on. We wanted okay. it to be consistent with our heritage, which was British. And mm -hmm. we felt that the Brits had something to offer in America. And Bond Street is a world-renowned street name. And it was a brand that we wanted to build on and take to the next level. Mm. And, you know, everywhere you went, going back to consistency, we had the YouTube, we had the website, we had the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. And mm. shortly thereafter, our newsletters, everything was branded Bond Street Partners. Right. And before we even knew it, we'd been labeled the Bond Street Boys. Okay. And that's how important a brand is. And people need to remember who you are by your name and so your brand is is so important to where you go in business i love that and i think that's really really crucially important you hit that home with everybody out there who's watching or listening and it's not easy to do but you really need to focus and be consistent and and formulate that for you and for your niche and for what you're trying to drive to but don't limit yourself listen to james listen to what james said just hit what you want to hit do what you want to do and don't let anybody stop you and, and, and to add to that you know to everyone out there be creative, think outside of the box, you know, identify who you are as a person and say to yourself, how can I do what I want to do differently to the next person? Sales is such a vanilla business. And right. So many people take this simple industry and complicate it. Keep it simple. Make sure you're unique to who you are, but be creative and think outside the box. If everybody's sending the same newsletter to the same houses, think about how your newsletter is going to be different. Why should somebody pick yours out of their mailbox and throw the other 10 away? If you're going to door knock a house, why should somebody listen to you versus the 10 other people that door knock their house earlier in the week? Have a solid energy about you, have a confidence about you, put out what you want to receive, and you'll be 
blown away with the results. Oh, this is huge. I absolutely love this. You can pause this, rewind it. This is fantastic information. And again, James, honored, honored, honored to have you here. So we're scratching the surface, but I want to change the tone of this particular interview. And this is the tricky part of the series. It's the challenge question. So the challenge question comes down to it. We all have challenges in our lives, James, whether it's in the past, we're dealing with them now or in the future, whether they're personal or professional. Uh, but I'm a firm believer it's not so much what happens, but how we respond, what we learn, and what we can share, what we can grow from, right? So it's not downplaying pain or hardship. But James, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge or two that you dealt with personally or professionally, that you overcame, you learned from, became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? I am one that is never afraid to discuss challenge because... Sure. Anything in my life, and, and as I opened with, I was expelled from eight schools. I was diagnosed with ADHD. I was wow. on strong medication as a child. Mm. Many therapists told my mother that I would never make it and that it was never going to work out. Mm. And I look at my childhood and I look at a lot of my younger adulthood mm. where I've struggled with addiction and I'm sober and have been for a long time. Wow. And I will tell you nothing in my life is a regret today because unless you have those challenges, how are you ever supposed to grow? And that's I take it. every single thing that's happened in my past and I use it to benefit my future. Hmm. And for those people that try and bury those challenges or things that happened in their earlier life, you're never going to be able to get to the next step unless you confront them, deal with them and actually handle it. Uh, I've had many, many challenges, you know, I, I, like I said, from abusing alcohol and drugs at a younger sure. age, it got me in a lot of trouble in right. many aspects of my life. And so the fix was to not do that anymore. Mm -hmm. We've had deals that have, fallen through 20 million 30 million 50 million Ouch. 80 million dollar deals that have fallen through hmm. but i think as long as you can take each of those scenarios and learn where did i fuck up where did it go right. wrong and actually dissect it hmm. then you can take that information and make sure you don't do it again to benefit in the future Wow. And, and James, again, thanks for sharing that because it's not easy to do to air your stuff out in front of everybody, but showing a little bit of vulnerability again is, is crucially important to really let everybody know, hey, James is human too, right? And, and everybody deals with struggles and problems. And, but what you said there is really paying attention, dissecting it, understanding what went wrong, if anything, and how to improve, how to not repeat the past in a negative um, and then sharing that with the world, which is why, again, I, I asked that question for everybody because these are tools and things that everybody's dealing with, but they can change their lives. They can change what's happening now and into the future if they focus and they pay attention. So I love what you said there, James. Not just focus and pay attention, but I truly believe that you have to believe in yourself. Hmm. You have to have a self-belief that you are going to be successful. You have to manifest success from the inside out and i don't wow. just mean a financial success sure. people make money they're miserable in life but oh, yeah. if you take care of yourself first mm -hmm. then you can take care of your families and tony robbins gives a great analogy at his seminar mm -hmm. um you know he, he often uses the the, the comedian robin williams mm -hmm. right and he says look at robin williams and he asks people to raise their hands of how many people know robin williams wow. and the entire audience put their hand up and he says, how many people 
can truly say, and I'm going to abbreviate the story, how many people can truly say they loved Robin Williams? He made mm. people laugh. He was in movies that people will never forget. Mm. And everybody puts their hand up. And what happened? He killed himself. Right. And the reason was he was so worried about taking care of everybody else and making everybody else laugh, but he wasn't mm. taking care of himself. Wow. And so if you take care of yourself first, then you're prepared and ready to go and take care of everyone else and grow as a person. And wow. it's such a great analogy that stuck with me. And I'll leave you with one more. Oh, yeah. Which is when you go onto an airplane and they're giving you the security, uh, the safety debriefing hmm. before you fly and the stewardess goes through. And the first thing they say about when the masks, if the masks come down, mm -hmm. what do they say? They say, take care of yours first and then take care of any children or elderly after the fact. And that's the exact motto in life. Take care mm -hmm. of yourself first, be good within yourself, and then you'll be settled and ready to take care of the rest. And that goes for your wow. family, your business, making money, being happy. It could be absolutely anything. That's huge, James. And, and again, there, there's just so many amazing things that are taken away. And everybody, I know you're loving this right now and shaking positive. So I do want to uh, shift gears on the next one. Now, this is actually a great segue because you had already mentioned not changing anything. And everything that you went through in your life, James, as, as well did I, made us who we were, positive or negative, the books we read, uh, the movies we watch, the travel we do, the conversations we have, the positive and negatives. So if you could not to change anything, but if you could travel back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, any age range, any time frame for any reason, what would you say to young James? It's a very simple answer. Hmm. Find your passion, figure out your why, and go after it. Because hmm. so many people I know, friends, family, and you see it all the time, people that studied at school, went to Harvard, did a degree in this, got a master's in that, and they're miserable. Right. And they did it maybe because their brother was doing it, their father did it, their mother did it, and they're trying so often to please other people. My best advice is really identify what makes you happy, what gives you drive, passion, excitement, and follow your dream. Wow. That, and that's, that's big advice, not just for young James, but why I love that question is for everybody who's watching or listening right now, myself included, is that's advice we can apply now. If you're not happy, if you're not doing what you want to do and you're not following your passions, go do it. That's right. And, and I love that. I really yeah, do love that advice. My, mo my mother just walked in. Okay. This is the poor lady that had to raise me as a, <laughs> as a single mother. Can she say hi? Is that all right? You have to be positive <laughs> all the time. You have raised an amazing man. I kid you not. This man is absolutely incredible. The highest of highs in respect. Do you believe everything he's saying? I, I do. It's incredible. What he's saying is, is so truthful. This is, my, this is my joint number one here. My uh, mother. I love it. A special guest appearance on this live podcast here of Titans. This is great. My motto for James was... Whenever he, what, wherever he came in a race at school, he made it, he tried. Thank and you. for me, I treated every single thing that he ever did like he just passed Oxford University. Wow. That's why we have a very positive man here. <laughs> I'm nearly dead, but he's fine. <laughs> 
He's incredible. And, and again, it's just, you can obviously tell the, the, the background and the support that, that he's had in his life and just really feeling that come through because we're, we're, we are guilty by association in our environments and, and really latching onto those positive and negatives. And I can tell that there's a lot of positive coming from that side. So it's, it's incredible. Good lady here. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for stopping by. Hey James, this is awesome, man. This is love it, man. I got to throw in those surprises. My this love is great. This is great. Love it. Okay. So I do want to shift gears. We've got two more questions. I know cool. you're super busy. So I just want to make sure we get everything in. Um, this next question is the secondary cloud, cloud pleaser when it comes to it. Everybody wants to learn the way the Titans are learning. So um, this is the feeding the mind portion books you're reading or have read that you really enjoy or podcasts you listen to or enjoy, uh, coaches, mentors. How are you feeding your mind, James? Such a good question. See, so many people do read the books and listen to the podcasts and I love that they do that and that's sure. what works for them. You know, I've been to several Tony Robbins seminars mm -hmm. and there's several people. I'm not the person that sits in bed at night and reads a 500 page book about right. sales. For me, it's about, I learn and thrive off the people I'm around uh, and the people that I spend time with. You know, I do have a mentor, which okay. I definitely would advise to anybody, someone that they can trust, look up to, bounce ideas off, speak hmm. to. Um, and for me, it really is, and I don't want to sit here and tell you all the books I've read or podcasts. Oh, sure. It's really about the people I surround myself with. Okay. And, and I love the fact that you mentioned that because those are some of the best learning experiences. And obviously you're, you're deep into your business and you know your markets and your demographics and you understand the psychological portion of communication, but really having that time with the people and going back to what you were saying earlier, surrounding yourself with greatness surrounding yourself with these amazing people that you can learn from and you're sharing your knowledge too. You're growing together. Um, I think it's fascinating and, and true. The best of the best do that. Art to sales and specifically in real estate, but any area of sales is that you're adapting to who you're working with, working for, but you're always staying true to who you are. Okay. Wow. So I feel if you really learn and understand what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and really feed off what your strengths are, you can work with just about anyone. Wow. And I will also say that in selling, reconsider how you sell. Because for me, I've never actually sold, right? right? Selling for me isn't a business, part, business card in my pocket or going right. to the right event. It comes to you. And if you hmm. take away the sales aspect of it and, 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 be true to yourself, you'll be so surprised of the results that come with that. Wow, I love that. And, and again, really exuding the proper mentality for the right people to come into your life at the right time and not selling, not being pushy. That's, right. um, that's a real, real honest truth answer from there, James. So I love that. Okay, so I do wanna wrap everything up with a final question. And yep. this is really important to me and everybody out there. But you know, again, if you don't have one, it's totally fine too. I know it's off the cuff here, but if you could sum yourself up as a man, as a professional, with a quote or mantra that you live by, what's that look like for James Harris? Success breeds success. Uh. And false evidence appearing real. Those are the two things that are in my mind all day, every single day. Hmm. False evidence appearing real. Anytime I get scared or fearful of something, 
I know I can challenge it. I know I can overcome it. So instead of standing behind it, I'll get in front of it immediately. And success breeds success. You know, mm. for so many years, I hung around people that would bring me down, cause problems, and I was much of the problem. Mm. But you really have to weed out the people that are going to bring you down in a negative light. And you have to hang around people that are going to bring you up in the world and support you and help you. And again, I don't just mean financially. And I've said right. that so many times, but good people that want the best for you. And sometimes that's a hard realization to have, but be around those that are going to better your life. Wow. And, and, and you're living and breathing those exact same statements that you're saying, James, and above and beyond. And again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. You are an official real estate titan, my friend. So I need Ooh. to see hands down. Um, but uh, James, again, thank you so much. And everybody out there, thank you for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to support us. I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, Linebolt Media. Um, go to their website at lineboltmedia.com if you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally in real estate. But live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Ooh. See you, James. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah.